when I pulled myself out, uh, my husband and my son became more of their own people and actually became you know, started to lead their own lives and started to do their own self-healing, started to do their own self-development, started to like to grow and to thrive. Welcome to the Grow Tribe. I'm Melissa McGowan and I have been supporting teams and people grow for over two decades. So it might sound like I have it all figured out, but that is far from the truth. In my early 40s, I experienced my great energy crisis. It brought me to my knees. I was living and leading in survival zone, either doing or feeling healthy, but never at the same time. For myself, my family and my career, I realized I needed to make some changes and my biggest learning was to manage my energy. I felt more connected and alive and I became the practicing chief energy officer of my life. And this is where the real growth started. I needed a tribe. I looked up and I realized I was not alone and neither are you. Go to Grow is about connection with real and messy growth. The failing, the learning, the healing, the vulnerability, the bravery and the aliveness, not just the glossy outcomes. We'll help you connect the dots between your energy and the impact you desire to have in your life. Our guests help create space for you to grow. They provide insights, inspiration, and information. We'll call them the practicing chief energy officers of their lives too. Go to Grow helps you navigate the rocky road towards greater growth for you. Ten years ago, if someone said to me that they were off to see their energy healer, I probably would have judged them as a little bit strange, and that was totally out of lack of awareness. And of course, experience myself. I would have been like, energy? What? Healing? What? Now, I was deeply into like acupuncture, Chinese medicine, and I've always been immersed in personal and professional development, but energy healing sounded just a step too far for me. And fast forward, now I am that person. My energy healer is a key person in my kind of growth collective, if you like. Um, and, I, you know, I, I think I started seeing her maybe about, I don't know, four or five years ago. And I just really value her insights. And I just happened to be, I was in my office uh, on the weekend, putting away, where I am now at, at the moment, putting away some books and doing a little bit of much needed tidying up. And as I was putting away some books, there was like a little journal that was stuck behind in the bookshelf in that, you know, that Ikea bookshelf that most households have that I think it's called the Expedit or something. Anyway, it was in that. And there was a little journal that that was there and it had 2016, 17 written on the front. And I have often, you know, I've got a big stack of journals. I've often journaled, you know, reasonably frequently for a long time, like over 10 years. And I picked up this one and I was looking, it was like late 2016, early 2017. And I was rating most days then my stress and my energy out of 10. So I would just have like little numbers in there. And I was looking back and I could just see flicking through the pages on the weekend, how challenging that time was for me. I was experiencing like a lot of energetic challenges like physically there were notes there you know about my hormones being unbalanced my had back issues 
um, emotionally, you know, often like the words in there, tired, grumpy, self-doubt, disconnected from self, you know, all these kinds of things, guilt, that kind of stuff. Then mentally, you know, so much going on, so many browsers open as, as I posted something earlier in the week when my, uh, my teenager had my phone and he was doing something for me and he said, mum, with horror, mum, you've got 115 tabs open. You can't, it's draining your batteries. But you know, I look back then at those notes, like that cognitive load of being in a leadership role, a female leader at that, a mother, a partner and all the other things. And, and then into that more sort of spiritual kind of purpose energy well, I think that was non-existent. As I looked back into those notes, I could see that I was living in that survival mode. Sort of, there were some whispers and they had been circling around for a while about me doing more of what I really wanted to do and what I love. But I don't think they could really come through because I was literally just trying to sort of get through each week and get to the end of the week. And then I would fall in a heap on the weekend so it's just an interesting reflection that I just, you know, I was thinking about um, this discussion we're going to have today and that journal sort of fell out of the shelf and I was looking at it. Now, I still have some of those, you know, challenges as many of us do, you know, staying in that survival or being in that survival zone is not necessarily something we can totally avoid. It is understandable that we go there, but we just, you know, don't want to live there. But I can see now I look back and I'm like, well, that wasn't kind of my fault that I was struggling so much. Like I was genuinely doing my best and dealing with some pretty challenging circumstances actually at the time, some in my control, you know, many out. And my body was trying really hard to tolerate and withstand the high levels of stress and keep going for me. Uh, but I had indeed subscribed to that unwritten but very clear message in work and society that what we need to do here is just push on to keep up to work hard and in the face of the challenges actually double down and work harder like compete respond have the answers keep it together all of that and just hello self-sacrifice so I got to the point where I was sort of fully colluding really in my own demise that compulsion to push myself and then in the face of that like I said work harder uh, and that, that applied at work but also beyond work you know even the ways I was sort of energizing myself outside of work were draining me. For example, you know, I would either not work out or I'd go and work out and it'd be really intense. Or I would, you know, not see enough of my friends and then I'd go and see them and, you know, drink too much alcohol and feel terrible. So it was just all these things. So today I invite you to join us to continue to step into this sort of growth opportunity and assignment together around healing. Because that, that's what I've been doing over the years and I will continue to do that. And my guest, Jessica, and I are here today just to kind of hold your hand and explore this topic because I know even just hearing that word healing can be confronting for, you know, for many of us. And I'm so grateful to be joined today by Jessica Keats. She is in Ottawa in Canada where it is summer and we we're just commenting that, you know, I'm, I'm wearing a woolen jumper and she's over there in summer. And, you know, we actually connected via uh, a community called SheEO and SheEO is a it's a global sort of platform and community for that is run by women for women and it the, the the premise is that it is around radically generous women who are building a, a billion dollars of fu a fund of a billion dollars to fund female-led ventures 
that are working and supporting the world's to-do list. So it's an amazing uh, community, global community to be part of. Now, a little bit more about Jessica. She is an international energy healer and a psychic medium, consulting with individuals to really maximize their potential. So such a great fit with our Grow Tribe. She has profound abilities of healing, intuition, and strategy, and they combine to make her a very secret weapon for helping us and people release the past and open up to the future. She started doing this work in her own business in around 2012, and I'll ask her to tell us a little bit about her background in a minute. She's also written a book. Um, I will put all of her um, details on the show notes here. She's been involved in women's uh, business networks. She's renowned for her ability to help um, people. And and I'm guessing today we're going to talk a little bit more specifically maybe about women, but healing these limiting beliefs, these learned patterned behaviors that I just touched on that many of us have that that, um, hold us back. And despite our best intentions to be happy and healthy, you know, they get in our way. So actually, as I hear myself saying all of that, I may just stop this recording now and enjoy a consult all to myself. I want to have her. I want to have her all to myself, but that wouldn't really be in the spirit of the Grow Tribe, would it? Because this is about sharing those growth resources and superpowers, so that you can take the bits that support you, especially you women, who I know have a lot going on. So I hope you can enjoy listening to this. Maybe you're out having a walk. Maybe you are doing something in the home. Maybe you're in the car, maybe you're on the train, who knows? Maybe you're listening to this before bed, first thing in the morning, but I want you to feel empowered to grow and take these inputs so that you can be more confident and energized in your lives. That's that's our hope for you. So Jessica, welcome to the Grow Tribe. Thanks, Melissa. I'm excited to be here uh, with the tribe, with you, and to talk about energy healing and all the great things it can help us do and uh, experience. Yeah, great. Well, it would be um, it would be a miss of me if I didn't ask you first how your energy is today um, and where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. So I was saying before we started that it has been, um, you know, a big change since the new moon on Friday and. So my energy has been, you know, in this up and down sort of where am I now? What's happening sort of state and and I'm not the only one and there are others that are also feeling sort of like a confusion or a or a feeling of um maybe misdirection even that you know they've been moving in one direction and now wait, that doesn't should I go somewhere else? <laughs> And so, so I was explaining, uh, explaining that. And so my energy today is, is like good. And also it, it, it's all of this together. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I actually feel, I feel a bit like that myself. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about something before we jumped on this podcast and I was like, am I still going, am I still doing that? Or am I actually going to, I'm actually going to be going in like a different direction on that now. <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah. Oh gosh, keeps us on our toes, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really does. It's um I'm I'm learning this um 
at a deeper level, this imper- this embracing impermanence, right? It's like it 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 mm. is until it isn't, and so then are you flexible enough to move in the new direction um, and flow with it, or are you trying to make something permanent that is not <laughs> permanent? Yeah, yeah. Because I guess there's safety in permanent, well, per- perceived safety in permanence, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Security. Yeah, exactly. There's that safety and it's known and it's, you know, Mm. and we can, I think we get settled into um, routines, right? Like even if they're, um, even if they don't even seem routine-y, we're still settled into some way of being. And so when, when something shifts and we need to move in a different direction, we can have a hard time, um, acclimatizing to that and settling into where we're going yeah yeah and and i guess that's a a global um challenge that 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 pretty much all of us are being tested with right now isn't it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so we have like energetic um changes and then we have uh, like real in real life changes that are happening because of the pandemic and the way we're moving through um the pandemic and the after effects and, and all of that. Um, I, it's change, um, at an unprecedented rate and, uh, we're, we're definitely feeling it from all angles, I think. Yeah. Jessica, I'd love to, um, ask people a personal question before we dive a little bit into uh, further into this area of energy. Tell me, when do you feel really alive in your life? I feel um, super alive when I'm nourishing myself. So um, when I'm taking the lead on what nourishes me and where I'm respecting that as um, the starting point of my day or um, it, it's like it's a way of being with me that is so like embracing and invigorating and like, uh, you know, the thing you've always been wishing for, um, from other people. And, uh, and that, that really invigorates me now. And so like, and then when I can blend that with other people, like in a meaningful way. So like this conversation or a meeting with a friend or colleague or, um, and we get into sort of like a zone that's really, um, nourishing for both of us that, uh, that really lights me up. Do you have a, uh, a particular, I don't know, like routine or habit that, uh, you're thinking about when you think about some of the, the ways that you nourish yourself because what it also brings up for me is um the idea of sort of trusting ourselves you know sometimes that we we you know we want to do these things to look after ourselves and then for whatever reason we don't we don't we don't do it other things take you know other things take priority in in that moment and it's sort of like we haven't trusted ourselves to follow through with you know, the plan of, you know, whatever that thing that was going to be nourishing for ourselves is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it started out with um, uh, habits that led me to trusting myself. And now it's a deep relationship with trusting myself, right? So it's like, if 
I mean, there isn't even a day where it doesn't start with that. And even in yeah. moments where it seems like I'm escaping that, I I quickly will be like, wait, but is that is that really what's in alignment with me, right? Like I can tell like there's some sort of, I feel some sort of urgency to do the dishes or grocery shop or whatever the thing is, right? But is it in alignment with me to do it? Or is it just my, um, you know, my thoughts of like these things have to get done eventually. Um, so why not do them now? Um, and so in the beginning of this journey of trusting oneself deeply, like knowing that even if I don't do it right now, it will happen, right? Like it's not falling by the wayside. It just is not happening now. And so can we make do with whatever's in the fridge? Um, mm. and, uh, and so in the beginning it was, I, I used, um, techniques like, um, uh, like a body body pendulum sort of techniques, like yes or no, or some people will um, use like muscle testing for that, or they might mm. use um, uh, like some sort of, um, they might use card readings, or they might use some techniques in order to kind of like point them in the direction that they are meaning to go in. Uh, and from mm -hmm. there, it grew into, so like I, I use those tapping into my intuition or tapping into um, the tr my truth, essentially, um, and in very easy ways. So just beginning with like, what am I going to eat? And like, you know, these decisions during the day that seem very inconsequential to anybody else. <laughs> so I'm not affecting anybody. And then it moved into... Um, more and more and more. And then as I did my own healing of what was arising um, in rejection to that, right, or into resistance to that way of being, um, then the the opportunity to be with myself wholly, like fully, um, continued to arise. Um, into the moment a few, like a month ago, I was making some food and and it always surprises me how, um, like, the more you heal, the more you change, right? Which is the, essentially the thing that you want to have happen. But it always is like, what? I love Brussels sprouts now. That's so weird. <laughs> 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 and, like, and, and so I'm making this food that is just like, it's not Jessica's food of three years ago, right? Like, I'm making this food and I just, like, I was thinking to myself in my head, you know, um, I don't know. I was thinking about saying no to somebody for something. And like, we always think of like, oh, so what's the reason that we're going to say no? And I just like, was like, just very embodied. I was like, there is no reason except I really like myself. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's the only reason that I'm saying no, like, it's, it doesn't fit whatever it is. It, yeah. It's not yeah. fitting with, you know, um, alignment with myself amazing yeah it's uh, yeah i'm so interested in all of this um you know i'm passionate about this this area of energy and i'm not an expert in it but you know i've experienced the contrast of feeling very drained you know and and depleted um and you know i talk about that a lot now in ways to try and share and support other women because i think i've kind of learned some of the things that can help them 
break out of that depleting cycle. But can you bring this concept to energy a little bit more to life and, and kind of energy healing and just, just kind of help us understand what it is and how it plays out in our lives for those who haven't had um, you know, much exposure to this area, this topic. Mm-hmm. So you started with a good one, which we might be able to notice easy, which is, oh, I have high en- energy today. I have low energy today, or my energy is mediocre. Um, and then we kind of move into, oh, this, you know, this person makes me feel good. This person doesn't make me feel good. Um, or this group of people or this situation. Um, and we, we kind of, we're all, even though we may not be conscious of it, reading the energy of things, right? We're reading the energy to things and assigning meaning to it. Um, and so it can come from like, you know, even, so even more simply, like this food suits me. And this other food does not suit me. It gives me heartburn or it gives me, you know, like there's a reaction to it. So it's all, this is all, um, basically this stimulus is having this effect on me. It either, you know, promotes my well-being or it depletes my well-being. And there could be many reasons why it's depleting our well-being. But even being able to notice that subtlety of, Ooh, this is life-giving and and this other thing is um hmm, I definitely need recovery time after it <laughs> it's, is is a great footpath to then wonder why do I need recovery time after it like what is happening in these areas where I feel this circ- this situation or this food or this um, way of being is depleting me and and Given what we've all been kind of going through, um, what are you sort of seeing and hearing uh, with the people that you're, you know, supporting with their healing? Like it almost makes me wonder when we talk about healing our energy, like first of all, yeah, maybe kind of what does that mean? And do we all have healing to do in this area? So quick answer, yes, we all have healing to do in this area. Um, then the the next piece is, is it our time to be healing, right? So do we mm-hmm. have um, the safety or the feeling of safety to be able to explore yeah. our inner recesses? Um, do we, are we in a situation that requires us to be, you know, like, um, in survival mode or on, you know, that is not the time to heal, right? Like we do need to make some decisions to get ourselves to a, a time where we're not, and sometimes it is a little bit of healing that helps us get there, but it's not where the big healing is going to happen. It's going to be just like, what can we do to get you to the place where you're in more of a zone of feeling safe and able to explore? Um, Because there's a, there's such a vulnerability to diving in deep in an energetic way and healing um, that you do, you do require a certain amount of uh, comfort of safety of um, like uh, uh, like 
a less demand on you, you know, like, um, or that you're able to, even if the demand on you is very high, you're able to say, oh, it doesn't need to be high. That's partially my behavior that's contributing to it being high. And and then in that way, we, we could do more um, healing work. But there is a certain amount of safety that needs to be um, recognized in order for somebody to then open, kind of like open up the treasure chest of what's inside and say, yeah, I'd love to look in that weird place. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That makes so much sense. In fact, I was just talking to my husband about that the other night. We were, yeah, we were talking about a a situation where there was some safety established through like a, a group that then allowed individuals to be able to go and, you know, do some further work over time on themselves. But it also makes me reflect on um, this idea of sort of seeking out support versus, you know, waiting till you're in Christ. Because I agree, when you're in survival, that that is unlikely to be the time to do some deep healing. Although I found that, like you said, a little bit of energy healing helped me when I was, you know, in that sort of part on that path to burnout. Um, but many of us wait till just naturally, I feel like we wait till we're in crisis. Mm. Often the women that I coach and support, you know, they think something's going to improve in a few weeks or, you know, when, when this, I don't know, restructure is completed or when we get this project done or, you know, so they do defer. And I think those, the inner critics we have, you know, and our listening to our, are those inner internal critical voices saying, you know, I don't, you don't really deserve to go and, you know, get some support on this. Like you should be able to figure it out yourself. You know, I've become more of a seeker myself, you know, slowly over the years, but I think many of us are reactors. Um, so maybe you could help us, I don't know, bring to life a little bit, like what would be some, you know, what, what people bring to you, what they kind of present with, if you like, what they're looking to heal. Um, particularly in the context of, of what we've all been going through in, in the recent times. So again, so people can understand what this might look like or feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, when people reach out to me at this, at this point, um, they're looking for a spiritual advisor, someone that they kind of see where they're going and they know something's in their way and they would like the help or the assistance to move through it. Um, So they could be, you know, needing to um, like align with their truth more, let go of the need to control things, let go of the need to sort of manipulate outcomes or, you know, always try to um, control the outcome of things and trusting themselves more and moving into their intuition more and moving into flow more and moving into um, the life they're attempting to design. I, I don't typically see people that are in crisis mode. Um, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that energy healing comes up as the first thing when, you know, a problem really hits. Um, because you're you're talking about either some sort of um, like medical we're getting to a medical place where we're getting a medical diagnosis or some sort of uh, mental um, illness diagnosis and and at those times there are structures in place that I think people 
reach out to first um, or when they're in they were just coming out of some sort of crisis there's structures that they might w- uh, reach out to their family doctor they might be talking to a therapist they might be you know in support groups they might be moving through all of these things they might be attending you know and learning about meditation or learning about you know just getting in touch with themselves um I find that there, when people are coming to me, now there could be some crises that's happening, um, but they're not in crisis at that point in time. They're just like, this is blowing up and I have no idea why. <laughs> like, um, and, and they're usually um, have been on some sort of path of self-development or um, self-enlightenment or, um, you know, exploring um you know their own interaction with their uh their communities and 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 their um companionships and that sort of stuff uh that's when typically my my clients find me oh that's so interesting to hear and i know you've written a book on flow and i think that's such a a great topic because so many of us have those you know internal like inner critics that Um, you know perfectionism and these things that can get in our way of actually achieving things sometimes and you know I was reading some years ago about you know one of the and I've played with this myself like one of the great antidotes to um, those sort of voices is really getting into a little bit of flow and then getting that you know sort of feeling of satisfaction and achievement Yet what I tend to see is that women in particular are so good at caring for others at the cost of themselves, you know, and that this notion of self-sacrifice and holding on tight, you know, you just talked about letting go, like holding on tight, you know, is very common. And we know at a deeper level that it's okay. In fact, you know, it's important to, to look after ourselves, you know, because we can't give to others if we, if we don't have but there's also some sort of belief there that others are actually more important than us and that we need to sort of please please them and, um, you know, seek the approval of others. And I, I'm just wondering if you've got some thoughts on that because that is something that is that has a huge energetic impact and it's such an interesting paradigm of this sort of am I selfish or actually another way of looking at it is what is the energetic impact of being so other focused for such a long time yeah that's a great question and a great point it's um there is an energetic um impact of us being other focused and um and it it, it is like that it it's never ending that that definitely comes up like where I've never met a person where it doesn't to be honest female male it doesn't matter um we have been I, I've positioned I, I don't know what you know like it's always different reasons but we have an outward focus we're looking out we are like how can I help you or how can you help me or how can like but we're 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 moving from this um you know like outward look from our eyes rather this inward look from our eyes um we uh, I know for myself I need it was a big realization when I uh, realized that I couldn't even um make my own meal for me 
because I always thought about what I'm going to cook in relationship to my son or my husband. But it was never about what I wanted to eat, right? It was always about what they wanted to eat. And that was such a huge, like that hit home so much to me because it was like, I remember, um, you know, they were both kind of had the flu or weren't eating and I had no idea what to feed myself. Like I, I just like, like, <laughs> and, and I cried and I was like, oh my goodness, like I really, like I don't have a, long, uh, a rung on this ladder, on this ladder of things that I think are important. I'm not even a rung here. Like I'm, I'm not even on the ladder and, and I'm, I'm really looking outwards. And I mean, for lots of reasons for myself, I know, like, um, you know, wanting to um, please people in order to make sure that I was safe, that they liked me, that they loved me, that they accepted me, right? Like wanting to make sure everybody was happy or, you know, nothing was upsetting because I didn't really like the energy of anger or, um, you know, like um, just intensity. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, like, and there's, so there's lots of reasons that we, that we focus on the outside of us. Um, and women, we tend to do it a lot more because we've been so programmed to take care of these human beings that belong to us, right? Like this husband and these children and the home and the, and everything. And so it's, and we, you know, feed ourselves afterwards, right? So we feed the kids, we feed ourselves afterwards. We put the kids down, we then relax, right? Like we, we, we do this stuff where like them and then us, then me, them and then me. And, um, it does create a deficit. Like it's only meant to go for so long. Like, you know, and, and we've taken it way past that and made it like a lifestyle (laughs) and made it like a, a full on way of life. Um, but in reality, like that sort of on, like that sort of caring for somebody else's need, um, maybe at, in, um, tandem with our own or even like maybe more than our own is really when our child is very small like it like infant baby you know up to like by like four or five six we're teaching our child to be independent we're teaching our child to care for themselves as well as then you know um uh looking and and helping other people and mm. uh and we we've fallen, we've fallen into this way of making it a full on lifestyle that we're taking on for years and years and years. And it's, it's a totally. And that plays out in the workplace as well, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and cultures in, in business, I think can sort of capitalize on that. Yeah. You know, and it's often the, you know, in my experience, 20 years in business, you know, the high kind of performing, reliable, go to you know, I'm thinking of women now, like, you know, yeah, and they'll get it done. We can rely on them. You know, so we're going to them and I mean, I've just been coaching some women this week. It's the same thing. You know, people, people are bringing things outside of their remit and they're doing it. And it it leads me actually into this. Well, the system is, is set that way. Workplace cultures are often set that way. And then we can, without really realizing it, we can kind of collude in that, you know, whole kind of, um, you know, dysfunction really. And it is depleting 
And then if I step back and say, what is one of the most important things I think that I've seen in people's um, development over the years and their ability to actually you know, be, have more vitality and still do a good job but not have one or the other and, and have a life, right, is mm-hmm. the ability to learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. So you said no before and, you know, sometimes it's a no but sometimes it's actually, uh, I was going to say like a hell yes. Like, you know, I had a, an example this week where sometimes it's like, you know, in really saying yes to this, then, you know, there's some other things that want. But, you know, teaching women to establish some healthy, loving boundaries, you know, slowly over time, I think is probably the most consistent gap and opportunity that I've seen in helping to shift some of this um, you know, more, more sort of de- depleting other focused energy and, uh, empower women. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a good way to start, right? So we, we set some boundaries, but one of the things that people and women have the most difficult reasons for setting boundaries is they feel like they're taking something away from their loved ones. And then their loved ones also feel like they're something's being taken away from them. Like it, it, it is a real thing that is, that is occurring. And I think when we, we think about this in ways like if I'm giving too much, the other party, whether that's my workplace and my colleagues or my family or whatever the other party is, they are not getting the opportunity to learn to do things for themselves or to learn how to set their own boundaries or to learn what they like or don't like or to, you know, grow or all of those things. Because when we're overgiving, we think we're being very helpful and we we are, but we're also stealing an opportunity at the same time. And when we start to look at the dynamic like that, um, we start to see that, and I've seen it in my own relationships, when I pulled myself out, uh, my husband and my son became more of their own people and actually became you know, started to lead their own lives and started to do their own self-healing, started to do their own self-development, started to like to grow and to thrive and to think about, because I think we take for granted, you know, what brings us joy or what doesn't bring us joy. We take that, we don't think about that. We just fall into patterns of behavior. And when people can really like sit in the yumminess of that, like they're like, they get really ha- like happy when they when they realize oh I, I really like doing this you know but they didn't have an opportunity before because I was doing it yeah and yeah. I was getting oh, it it's a classic yeah i mean it's it, it it's this sort of ah oh, it's just this crazy thing that we feel that we are stealing from you know being a great worker or being a great parent or whatever to to hold a boundary for ourselves and and I think what made me think when you were saying that about taking something away is it's very likely going to be uncomfortable and it's actually you know something that I've discussed with my um, energy healer is you know holding boundaries like there's still going to be some you know I don't know if backlash is the right word but you know they, they, and that's a sign sometimes that you're 
kind of on the right path for yourself, you know. Um, if this was easy, we'd all be doing it more often, wouldn't we? Yes, uh, we would. We would, but it makes it hard the longer we don't do it, right? So yeah. it makes it harder and harder to do because it's, yeah. like I've said earlier, it becomes a whole lifestyle. And so then we have to take we have to change the lifestyle and that's every aspect of our lives. And there's some areas yeah. where I'll get my client, like, where's the easiest area? Is it work or is it yeah. home? What's the most forgiving area, right? Where's the one where you can say, I'm making this decision. It's not, you know, about you. It's about me, right? It's not like I'm yeah. making this change in my life. It's not because of anything you did or like, it's, it's really communicating. I, I remember as I changed, I needed to remind my both my husband and my son, I'm not going anywhere. Like I'm yeah. going somewhere because I'm changing, but I'm not actually going anywhere. Like I'm, I'm it will still be in relationship with you. It will not be the same, yeah. <clears throat> but it will will still be here. Yeah. 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 It's such a it's such a juicy um, topic. I think this this area of boundaries. Um, you know, cause another way that comes up for me is this idea of protecting your energy and your, and your time. Like you mentioned before, the idea that, you know, there are, there are people that are sort of, um, that, you know, promote our energy in there. And, and sometimes it, it, there are people or, or situations or topics or, you know, that deplete our energy. And I, I often find that, that women, in this in this other focus they're not actually achieving on their own priorities either mm -hmm. and then when i ask them for example you know when is a time of the day when you are you know more productive or more energized and how could you protect just do some little things to protect your energy and time at at that time so that you can actually get something done for you and then feel more confident you know and these i think that helps shift the energy um so yeah, I think I think it's such a ripe topic. I feel like we could talk about, you know, we could do we could do a whole episode on on boundaries, I feel. But perhaps you could give us some things to think about just in terms of shifting energy or even acknowledging like connecting with actually how you do feel because I feel like that's the first step, isn't it? It's one thing to be able to shift, you know, what was coming to mind there for me was things like, you know, when we're procrastinating on something or when we feel really fatigued or when we're anxious about something, what we can do to help shift that. But now, as I say it, the, what, what, what really comes to mind is acknowledging actually where we are first is probably the, the important step. And often we're very disconnected from how we actually feel. So any sort of practical or tactical things that people can try in this space? Uh, so you hit the nail on the head. First, it's acknowledging that something is occurring. So I watched a client the other day. Um, we were in a energy healing session, and it kind of we kind of broke out of the, kind of the space, the per, the perception space. Um, and she was like, "Ooh, I felt tension, so I just relaxed my shoulders." And I was like, "Oh, interesting. I wonder why you had the tension arise." to begin with, right? So see that action there is like, oh, I'm going to fix the problem. And that is the opposite of meeting ourselves where we're at. That's the opposite of listening in order to let go. That's the opposite of, right? So I'm going to fix, oh, I've noticed this 
symptom arise, I'm going to do something to fix it. Um, is sometimes where we're at and then it's can we get in front of that and be like "Ooh, I just got tense that's interesting um and kind of collect a bit of data of where you are and what you're feeling and maybe what that tension has to do with um and like I just have like an ongoing sort of note taking during the day I'm like oh interesting I'm nervous it's 12 p.m. I'm nervous. I have no idea why. <laughs> like, but but it just just you know being present with myself and because we're not we're, these sometimes we let symptoms kind of like um we're like whoa why why did that happen or oh why do I have this stomach ache now or oh, I'm just not feeling good today and it's oh, like there I, was... I can go deep into the why you know and yeah. I've learned that over the years it's actually does it really you know because I've been on this journey of premature menopause and you know the symptoms and then you sort of oh it, you, you can get so caught up in yeah. in the why and then you want that silver bullet to fix it yes. you want the, you want, and, and I think what I'm hearing you say is sometimes just acknowledging it like shining a light on something is is kind of enough yeah, it is enough, right? Or at least gives you a bit of data to be like, yeah. okay, um, my energy healer or my, you know, like in my meditation or whatever, you know, I've noticed I have a lot of tension lately, right? Yeah. And it's just something that I'm sitting more quietly with. When I do energy healing with others, it's very much a mutual space where I'm working, I'm working with their own intelligence on a subject matter right it's like what is the subject matter that's first of all presenting that wants to be heard um and then can we hear it or see it or feel it or perceive it somehow and then what what is it asking us for right like what is it what what's the dynamic of like will it let go or will it not let go what do what do we need in order to help it to let go um and and so it's really presence like it, as much as we can practice moving into more presence in our life I think that is the key to actually waking up our own intuition waking up our own ability to let go waking up our own ability to um, you know be present with what's arising in our bodies I mean we talk about discomfort that that's also deeply uncomfortable for for so many of us that idea of um stillness and being present yeah 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 it's so it's so it's so scary but starting small so you know what i'm um what i'm taking from what you said and i i i i knew this would happen where i just want to keep talking to you um but we you know we have to let you go but i i love this analogy of embracing the impermanence because i think i think that's the opportunity and I think that's the reality and maybe as a way to do that, this nourishment of self and asking, you know, what you just said there around like, you know, what asking, it's sort of like you're checking in with your energy. Like, what is it, what is it asking me? What does it need from me today? Mm -hmm. uh, but, but I'm going to also take away this, this letting go piece because I can just like so many others try and get, get into the sort of, you know, the fixing and the solving and the action taking rather than 
the mm. tuning in and listening, like getting in my body, which is something, you know, I've been working on for years and it's a, it's a work in progress. But um, I've, I've loved this chat and, you know, I'd love to continue to chat with you more on this topic uh, another time. And I will certainly link all your details, including the book um, and your website in the notes. And I, I look forward to our paths crossing in, she, in the CEO world sometime soon. So thanks so much, Jessica, for being here today with all your superpowers and your amazing energy. Oh, thank you, Melissa. Uh, we had a great time and I think those are great takeaways. And if I could add one more yeah. thing is like, you know, really simply is, you know, am I hungry? Do I need a nap? Do you know, do I need yeah. to go to bed? Right? Like just answering those very primitive calls of our needs can take us into our body and relationship with our body. And like, it wants us there. Like it wants that relationship. So it's, it's, the fact that we just keep denying it all the time oh. and pushing it and making it do something that it doesn't want to do. Oh, totally. And in that way, we're basically sending the, the signal to our body, like, you don't matter. And I don't want to have a relationship with you. Like, and, and so if, if we can just very simply like, I'm thirsty, I'm going to take a drink of water. Like, this is the stuff that builds our, um, builds our relationship again. Yeah. Oh, totally. That really resonates with me. Yeah. And thank you so much for adding that. Well, look, have a great week, everyone. Um, tune in, please t tune into yourself in that relationship. And uh, thanks for being here. And thanks again, Jessica. Thanks, Melissa. Thanks so much for being here and being part of the Grow Tribe. It would be amazing if you shared this podcast with others at home, at work, gave it a rate and review in Apple Podcasts and shared any ideas about what you want to hear more about or who you want to hear from. I love to hear your updates. If you're interested in learning about how to become a Chief Energy Officer, you're looking to fuel your impact in, and your performance, could be you, could be your team, have a look at the link in the show notes about where to start. And as always, drop me an email if you're looking for any support or you've got any insights that you want to share on growth. It's Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A -S at go to grow.com.au. Thanks, everyone.